Why don't we all stand today? It's good to have you in the house of the Lord. So thankful for each and every one of you being here. And uh, had a wonderful Sunday school time together. And I, I have enjoyed those sessions more and more, just being able to sit down and talk about things. But um, when we come here, our next step of what we're doing and we are is that we want to truly give God thanks and praise. Amen. Remember uh, that we not only receive of the Lord, but the Lord wants us to, to give him something. He wants us to minister to him. And the way that we do that is we come in with our hearts prepared. We come in with our hearts open that we want God's will to be done. And don't you just want the spirit of the Lord to move upon each and every one today? Well, we, we are all uh, conductors, you might say, in that we are all helping in this our willingness to praise and worship him allows the Lord just to touch every life. And that's what we want, is we want to all leave here today and feel like that we had church and feel like that the Lord is able to do what he wanted to do. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's just start off by lifting our hearts and our hands, and let's praise the Lord right now. Lord, it's so good to be in your house today. Lord, we praise and we worship you, Jesus. Lord, we give you thanks, Lord. Oh, I will praise and bless your name today. Lord, it's so good to be in a place with God's people. Thank you, Lord, for each and every heart. Thank you for all who came today. Lord, we thank you for those, oh God, that though they could not be here because of sickness, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that your hand is upon them. Oh, we praise and we bless you today, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's so good to feel your presence, Lord. It's so good to enjoy the company of the Lord in our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I don't have any uh, key announcements. I do want to just remind you that today is our She's for Christ offering, which, um, as I kind of had told you earlier, but we have once a year we have an offering that goes to the youth department of our organization, and they distribute it over among uh, many things. They help um, in just, uh, there must be 26 things that they give to. But I want to just say, it's a good thing to invest in if you're willing. And uh, today we'll take up an offering special for that. Uh, but other than that, we just want you to love God, enjoy your time. So good to have Cheryl with us today. Yeah. Delighted that she's here with us. And um, each and every one, we just want the Lord to do great things. Amen. Yeah. Sister Short, let's have, worship the Lord today in song. Blessed be the name of the
Thank the Lord. Well, you can be seated today. <clears throat> I did want to remind you, and I had this slip up here, which is not where you can see it, but we have the uh, just a list of things to fill in for the coming weeks in September and October for, this is in reference to the uh, um, brownies, the chocolate candy, the hot butt sundaes. Um, if I could think of any more chocolate things, I would say them. Chocolate mousse. Uh, those things that we bring for Sunday morning for our Sunday school class. And uh, I want to just invite Cheryl back. Uh, on Sundays at 10, we have a Sunday school class, and it's in our little fellowship hall right over here. And uh, we would be delighted if you could ever come and be with us. It's really casual. It's we all just sit around a table together, and it's uh, just a lot of fun. I, or I, I, at least I'll say I enjoy it. I hope everyone else does too. And um, we just want to have a great time. And it's good considering and thinking about God's Word, but not only His Word, but how it touches our lives and how it interacts with us in the, each and every day. And so hopefully uh, everyone feels like it's a valuable time together, I certainly have enjoyed and feel like I'm growing from it myself. Amen. Uh, we'll take up our offering now, and I want to just say, if you have money for She's for Christ you want to give, just designate it, um, or if you don't uh, designate it, any money that's in the offering pan, we will give to She's for Christ today just to take care of that. But we appreciate that. Isaac, thank you for helping us today. And uh, let's just pray, Lord. Thank you for each and every one for the gift. Thank you for the giver. And thank you for all those who will receive and be blessed whenever we give to the kingdom of God. I pray that you'd richly bless this church as we learn, Lord, to operate in your principles of your ways. And we are so thankful, Lord, to be a part of the kingdom of God. Bless, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Things of earth will no longer matter on that morning when the skies are split and saints are called away. But most of all, I want to be among that number, the bride of Christ. Set apart in white array. And most of all, I want to look upon the Master and sing praises when at last the battle's won. I want to know I've run the race. Hear Jesus. I've kept the faith, and most of all, I want to hear him say, Everything down here will dim and lose its value when compared to all the 
just to look upon the Savior will make it heaven if there were no streets of gold. Oh, and most of all, I want to look upon the Master and sing praises when at last this battle's won. Thank you, Jesus. I want to how good it is to have everyone and I do want to recognize all those who are watching online uh, this crazy hour that we're living in with this COVID uh, we have a number of people some who have had it and they're just finishing all their quarantine time others are affected by it by people in their jobs and they don't want to be uh, hurting anyone so they also are out watching online today and for all of them I say thank you and and uh, may the Lord quickly bring health to all those around you so you can be back in the house of the Lord and um, each of you so glad that we could come and uh, just give the Lord thanks and praise and I wanted to say that we want this church to be a place where people can be comfortable and uh, and I am so thankful for the privilege of being able to have truth and be able to study it and to be able to know what God's Word says, and then to be able to see it applied in my own life, and then applied in other people's lives is so exciting. And um, it's a good life living for Jesus today, isn't it? Amen. I'm going to turn your attention this morning, and uh, so that's why I'm up here doing everything, because those who I rely on heavily are not here because of some unknown excuse. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. Brother Short is, is not feeling well. He's had a number of people on his job. I understand that they tested themselves and they were not uh, COVID-bound. However, I think um, he's just being careful to protect us, and I appreciate that. And uh, God bless each and every one of you. Would you stand? Uh, Ezekiel chapter 43. And um, I'm going to read verses 10 through 12 of Ezekiel 43, and I'm going to read one more verse in Ezekiel chapter 44. And uh, have you read along with me. Verse number 10. Thou son of man, 
show the house, uh, show the house to the house of Israel, that they may be confounded at their iniquities, and let them measure the pattern. And if they be confounded at all that they have uh, that they have done, make known to them the form of the house and its fashion, and its goings out and its comings in, and all its forms and all its statutes. Yea, all the forms thereof and all the laws thereof, and write it in their sight, that they may keep the whole form thereof and all the statutes thereof, and do them. Verse 12, this is the law of the house. Upon the top of the mountain, all its border round about is most holy. Behold, this is the law of the house. And then in Ezekiel 44, verse number 5, reading one more verse just for your consideration. And Jehovah said unto me, Son of man, apply thy heart, behold with thine eyes, and hear with thine ears all that I say unto thee, concerning all the statutes of the house of Jehovah, and all the laws thereof. And mark well the entering in of the house, with every going forth, of the sanctuary. Mark well the entering in of the house. <clears throat> and I want to just preach to you just for a little while today about this idea that Ezekiel gives us here, the law of the house. I've wondered and looked at that and done some studying on this. What is the law of the house? And so uh, with the help of the Lord, we'll entertain this. I wonder today, before we go any farther, if there are any needs, you have family members. I know uh, Sister Smith has been, uh, of course, in intensive care with uh, of COVID and then other issues connected with it. I understand this week the good report that I heard was that um, uh, her symptoms were very dire. On Wednesday, we prayed for her, and uh, she, uh, within three days, had her uh, white cells were exactly normal. So that's remarkable. And um, so we're getting the Lord thanks for that. Uh, also, the Lord is touching and meeting needs and helping people. Um, anyone else, before we go any farther today, I, I should have done this earlier and I failed to do that. A lousy service leader that I am. Yes, sister. Okay, let's pray for Renee and, and Buck's mother. Amen. And Sister Diana. If it's possible that I could get information, a phone, a name, I would love, I would follow through on that and um, anything we can do to help her. Okay? Sister Cheryl, let's saw your hand. All right, we're going to pray. 
Amen. We have seen the Lord recently just do some incredible things here, and I'm very excited about that. So thankful for that. Sister Sandy, does it your hand? Amen. All right. The Lord is working and doing great things, and he's doing it through each of your lives, and that's exciting. Let's go before the Lord right now in prayer. Lord Jesus, Father, we are so thankful today to be a people that believes that we can call on the name of the Lord. Lord, you said that you would be faithful. You would hear our prayer. You would help us in our situations. Lord, I pray that you bless each and every one here, Lord, today, and those who are watching online. I pray, Lord, your anointing upon their life and that you would help them. Jesus, we ask today, Lord, for these needs, Lord, emotional needs and financial needs and, and medical needs, Lord, that you would intervene and help us. You've done so much over the last several weeks, Lord. I, I pray as we continue seeking you in faith believing, Lord, that you touch Cheryl and her needs today and, and Dinah and her family, Lord, and, and, and Lord, Sister Renee's mom, Lord, that you would touch her with this AFib situation. Lord, I pray for these, Lord, who are in need, Sister Sandy's job and, and the things that are pressing on her emotionally. Lord, I pray you are the way maker. You are the God who gives us answers and helps us. Lord, I pray your anointing today. The Holy Ghost would minister. You would speak to hearts today that the word of God would be alive. And Lord, that you would do mighty things in this service. And all of this, we give you thanks and praise for you are the one true living God and we can trust you with all of our hearts. Bless now we pray. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for allowing us to have that prayer. I hope that when you all see these prayers answered, you'll call and let us know. We um, are thrilled to see the Lord doing great things. Amen. Amen. Praying for a good job for Brother David. Right now, we're, we're in the middle of a process of praying about that. Want to see God do great things for Sister Smith. That's Brother Smith, Brother Sister Smith, who pastor in Glenpool, and um, uh, friends, and they are uh, praying for Sister Smith because she's had this COVID and all of that going on. But continue remembering all these people. Thank God for Brother Little, but he's on his job today. That happens to the best of us. These jobs are, are uh, bad three-letter words. Amen. One more moment, I'm going to let this train go by. <clears throat> so the law of the house. Ezekiel had had a vision from the Lord. I'm going to come down here so you all can see all my wisecracks. <clears throat> Ezekiel uh, had received a vision from the Lord, and, and if we went back chapters, it covers a number of chapters in the book of Ezekiel, but Ezekiel was shown by the Lord some incredible things, but one of the key facets of what he received was Ezekiel was able to go with the angel and go and actually map out and measure the, the, the temple. He was able to go, and, and he... He, the Bible talks about its bulwarks, it talks about its measurements, it talks about rooms, it talks about the, the altar, it talks about the house of God, and, um, 
it, it's very accurate. It's, it's very unique how that it goes into so many different facets and it measures them and it gives us the measurements. Now, we, we don't really operate by cubits today, so we're, we're not all perfectly sure about what the exact measurements were. But I think the greater importance here was the fact that God wanted Ezekiel to know how accurate the house of God was, how, how planned it was by God how everything was in its rightful place, how everything was positioned so that when people came with a desire to know God, they would be able to have everything in its rightful place in order to be ministered to and to be able to minister themselves unto the Lord. Amen. It's one thing to say what we want to do, but it's another to have the equipment. Amen. And so that's what we see here. And... uh, uh, that's what the Lord was interested in. Is I, I believe that he was the, the uh, unique accuracy that God gave to, to, uh, uh, to the prophet was to be able to, to really know and to perceive and, and understand how that everything was so critical and everything was so important. There was nothing left to just however you feel like, just build it. Uh, whatever your background is, whatever your nationality is, just build it like your forefathers. No, 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 no. The house of God was was made explicitly in order that it would meet the needs of the people. Have you ever thought about how many different sacrifices there are in Scripture? Oh, my goodness. It's not just a lamb at the beginning of the year that the high priest would... Uh, First they would slay for their, for their own sins, and then they would uh, offer up offerings for the entire congregation of Israel. That was part of it, yes, but that wasn't everything. And yet all the time, every day, there were needs. If you, if you had aught with your wife and, and you were jealous over her and you felt like she was doing you wrong, there were, there were rules, there were, there were laws to go by. If you felt like that you had been, had theft and, and had been stolen, there were, there were things to handle in that. There were, there were ways to sacrifice unto God to meet every type of situation that Israel as men and women would face. Because everything was to do with God wanting people to come and worship him with their own free will that he is truly the God, the only God, the one I will consecrate my life and serve all of my life with all of my zeal and all my passion. I will love the Lord my God with all of my heart and soul and mind and strength. And so the house of God became the process or the method whereby a man who's a sinner, we're all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none good. Uh, We're all kind of all in the same category as human beings. We all are susceptible to failure. We're susceptible to sin. We can want the wrong things for the wrong reasons. We chase after things that are luring to our eyes, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life. These are things that men and women want. It could be a three-year-old or it could be a, a, you know, a 300-year-old. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the myriad. It's all of us. Praise God. And so God in his infinite wisdom, made a way so that no matter what your need is, there was an answer in the house of God. 
Because in the Old Testament, before we have Jesus Christ coming unseen and dying for our sins, and, and now we having the ability to be uh, new newborn creatures in Christ Jesus, back then it was everything was centered around the temple. When you look at the, uh, the tabernacle in the wilderness, that was the first place of gathering where people would come and seek God. Uh, all the tribes were all camped around about that, and, and, and the house of God was in the middle of the people of Israel. What a picture that is for our lives today. God wants the Lord to be in the centerpiece of all that we are and all that we do. Wherever we go, wherever we are, whatever we face. Amen. Hezekiah could take a letter to the altar and lay it down before the Lord and said, Lord, I apologize. I've been reading your mail, but the king Sennacherib uh, of Syrians are as, as saying they're going to come in here and demolish us and they'll overtake us. Uh, but God, I, I knew to take this letter to you because you're the one. And God said, uh, I'm going to take care of this for you. Amen. My God is a God who made this to where you and I could come boldly into the throne room of God and find a present help in a time of trouble. That's what the house of God was all about. It was a place, it wasn't just the ornate tapestry and the beauty and the gold and, and the sockets of silver and all the different things that were in, uh, of the old and in the temple. And Solomon's temple was known to be this incredible facility. Had all these hundreds of baptismals. The, the idea, the dynamics of this thing would grow for all of Israel. The temple increased in its ability to minister to men and women. And all those things were just, the Bible said, a foreshadow. In other words, uh, if, if light shone on my hand today, there would be uh, somewhere a shadow on the floor. And the Bible said that the Old Testament, all the laws, all the temple, all the physical things were just a shadow of what was real. And the real was Jesus Christ. And the real was you and I, the church, that we would have this beautiful privilege. So the law of the house was labeled by Ezekiel to define this awareness, this, this carefulness God wanted his people to have that when they came into the house of God, it was not to be treated haphazardly. It was not to be just something you do because every Wednesday we go to church and every Sunday morning we go to Sunday school and the worship service and it's just part of our life, it's part of our schedule. No, no, no. He said, I want to make sure that the house of God, this place where you can find God, will be a place where you know that everything is prepared in order for you to come and not fear, not be afraid, not worry about what's going on in your life. Don't worry about the, the circumstances that you're facing right now. When you enter into the house of God, it was to take your mind and bring you into the ability of what God wants you to see, that, that anything is possible in Him. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. 
every sacrifice, every way, no matter what your need is today, you can come and, and rather be at an altar or, or at your home or in your car or wherever you are. God made it so that the altar could be wherever you feel comfortable. But you can come humbly before God and say, Lord, I've got a need and I need to talk to you about it. And I need to make sure, God, that my heart is right. And I want to make sure that I'm doing right. But Lord, I need you to answer by fire. I need you to help me, Lord, today. And God set this thing up so that you and I would have this incredible walk with God. We come to this church building, but this is not the house of God. You, the Bible said, are the house of God. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? And ye are not your own, but you've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit. We, we practice. We hear and we are taught so that we can go out and practice and be just like the practicing physicians. Haven't you ever had wanted to ask them, could you please practice on someone else? <laughs> you know? But I mean, that's what we Christians do too. We, we receive from the Lord. He gives us insight, and, and we are able then to go about and, and to lead our lives in such a way that trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your way, your path, your heart. Oh, I'm excited today to bring to you a message of hope that the law of the house simply said, don't, don't shove this off in the corner. Uh, don't put this in, and make this a minor thing and part of your life. Uh, but realize uh, that God meant this to be the centerpiece, uh, that everything uh, that you trust and you have need of, uh, you would come. He said, Jesus said, ask anything in my name, and I will do it for you. Why did he say that? Because the house of God is a place uh, that God meticulously set up that we could have whatever our need was. Rather be an orphan child who has no parents. Rather be a fifth generation family who served God faithfully all these many years. Rather be uh, divorced in the chaos in a home. Or rather be uh, the potential of a new marriage that will be exciting and, and, and fun. It doesn't matter. We are talking about a message today that God has for every one of us in this room. Praise God, the law of the house. Just be careful that you handle it with care. Everything in its place. Just be careful that you realize that everything that's in that, in that temple, Ezekiel, has a purpose. It's there for a reason. Years ago in our early ministry, we went to Springfield, Ohio, and and uh, assisted a pastor and kind of the youth leader. But we, our first job was we were running an ACE, Accelerated Christian Education program in, in a building. We had, I think, 23, 24 kids typically. And um, Elaine had half. She had all the younger kids. I had the, old, the older kids. And um, uh, thankfully, they would learn from these paces that they would go through. But anyways, I, I, I boffed that. I mocked. All oh, the rules, my goodness. There are so many rules in ACE, I thought, save me. 
And I, but by the end of the two years that we were there, two seasons, I had just about learned what every one of those rules was for. And I appreciated them then. When I started, I said, they're not going to, you know, kids aren't going to do this. And by the end of it, I knew in order to have the full program and have it work and have it be able to change the dynamics of not only the child but also their home and also help in the kingdom of God and also to, to set precedents of how to live and how to be a Christian. All these things were there. They were all wrapped up in all these rules. At first, I let the kids slide. At first, I, you know, didn't hold them to all the rules because I thought, we can have a good operation without having all these rules. But I quickly learned in, in my failure that they were there for a reason. I'm telling you today, the law of the house is don't discredit everything the Lord has set up in your life. Don't minimize the fact that you are able to be here in the house of God today and to be able to hear words that can change and transform your life. That you don't have to be the same, but you can go forward and you can have life and that more abundantly. Think about this today. I know the Old Testament was a temple. It was physical things. But today it's a spiritual kingdom. Amen. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so now we have the house of God that we come to, and we are, we are shooting for several things. One is we want people who don't know him to be able to draw closer to him. What an exciting thing to be able to know more and more about God in your life. Amen. To be able to take steps in the Lord and to feel good about your walk with God. And who would have ever known I'm supposed to repent of my sins? Oh, that helped me. When I finally did it, I was so glad I did. Because then I, I, I could start to trust the Lord. Because I was no longer trying to hide my failures. And then I found out that if I was going to obey God... I was going to get baptized in Jesus' name. I said, well, that, isn't that just a, a religious thing? Isn't that just somebody, something that different religions do different ways? And then I found out, oh, not only the fact that they were immersed in water, because that was a sign of them being buried under the earth, even as Jesus was buried in that cave, in that tomb. So must we be buried. And that we have to have the name of Jesus Christ called over our name. If you've never had the name of Jesus in baptism, it's a glory. Glorious thing. I remember as a 19-year-old, just another stupid kid. There I was. And, and I got baptized that night in that old horse trough and came up out of the water. I will never forget. I never knew it could mean something like it did. We are learning to hold the things that are holy. In other words, the things that separate us from this world and separate us Unto God as precious. They're important in your life. Don't have a wrong thinking about your church faithfulness. I, can I tell you, it's important because it allows you. How else are you going to be able to say, uh, I'm preaching along and say, well, some of you get this because you were here Wednesday, but some of you can't. That's a horrible thing. It's, that's not easy. Because whether we want to say it or not, we are, we are building in this church. I've been here for, what, two or three months now, and, and, and we are building 
whether, whether you and I know it or not, step by inch, every message is developing the church. Every message is shaping us for what God is doing in the, in the community. Amen. Don't minimize these things that are God today. Why? Oh, I, I don't have anything to give. That doesn't matter. Come without price and without money, the Bible said. Come ye to the well of salvation. Amen. We, God has got this set up. That it doesn't, you don't have to be rich or poor. You don't have to be educated. You don't have to have money. You don't have to have everything, all your ducks in a row. You can have a few geese in the between. You don't have to have all your life figured out. Matter of fact, you can come messed up. You can come overwrought. You can come despised and rejected. You can come rejected of this world. You can come a laughing stock of our community. And it doesn't matter because when we enter into his presence, there is, oh, a thankfulness and a rejoicing when God's people reach out to him. I'm talking about the law of the house today. Oh, learning to honor and to love the things that are of God. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. There's room for every sin today in the house of God. Not only that, there's room for multiple sins of multiple categories. All in one person's heart in the house of God. It doesn't matter today. If you have anything to offer, or if you don't, it doesn't matter today. Because this, this plan of God was so incredible, folks. This thing that God measured and showed Ezekiel so carefully was so awesome. And Ezekiel saw an altar. And out from underneath the altar flowed this river of water. Praise God. And in that river... Oh, it went out through the doors of the temple and went out into the community and into the area because it was God's way of showing that how that through the house of God and through the people who honored God, there would be blessings upon everything around us. And in that river were fish. Thankful for that too. Where's Brother Little when I need him? <clears throat> fish. I'm going to resort to Buck. Fish. Praise God that we believe in catching. Amen. Showing life and showing the advantages of what God wants to feed and to, to suffice, sustain, and bless. Oh, my friend, it's not just a matter of coming to church. It's a matter of, of knowing that we can come boldly. We can trust him because he loves us, that we are not going to be condemned for our sins. But Jesus could say to the woman, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. I'll grant you one day, if I understand the end of time, there is some sort of a judgment coming. And if there is, he will judge the things. But he could say to that young lady, go and don't do it anymore. And everything would be okay. And she would have a chance to life and that more abundantly. Oh, the house of God, it doesn't matter who comes. It doesn't matter what the area or territory is. It doesn't matter. God won battles through the house of God. He would go out and fight for Israel. God took the singers from the house of God to go forth in battle and to sing and worship God. And the Lord brought the deliverance for Hezekiah. 
God knows what he's doing. Everything that was good. It was the queen of Sheba, this woman from Africa that was, that was a, an astoundingly wealthy. And she had heard about the, 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 the wisdom of Solomon. She didn't even know about all the uniqueness of the house of God. She didn't know about Solomon's God that he lived for and he worshipped. All she knew was what this guy had, had, his, had it together. He, he knew the answers of life. And so she, she brought this caravan of camels and things of carrying and bearing precious spices and, and minerals and, and gold and, and all this with her in order to be, to show this extravagant gift that she would give to Solomon because that she just wanted to, to hear his words. And so she comes into the city of Jerusalem. And there the Bible said that as she was making her way to the house of God, the scripture simply says as her breath was taken from her. She saw the people in their desire to go to the house of God. They saw their honor of the things that were holy. She saw their great faith and trust that God would provide for them and take care of them. She saw the order and the organization as she made her way up those that walk way up to the house of God. And the Bible said that she had no other words. Because she saw the seeing this order of God. She saw the law of the house. And they came face to face with her that she should honor the God of Solomon. Praise God. It's always those who we know who are Christians that we learn to cling to and hold to because there's something about them that is unique. Yes, they're so kind. Yes, they're so giving and so gracious. Yes, they have seemingly more smiles than not. Yes, they're, they're wonderful people. They always have good personalities, you know, blah, 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 blah. But there's something more that we desire when we come to those people. Something about their counsel. Something about their heartbeat, their purpose, their focus. That they have found something worth living for. That they have found something. And my friend, that's what the law of the house brings about in our lives. It's not just, you have to obey my rules or I'm going to get you. That's not how God sets up his church. But he sets it up that if you choose to, you can open up opportunities in your life that you would never know was possible simply because of your newfound faith and how that you position God in the center of your life and no longer off in the corner. I'm preaching to you today. God, in its simplistic term, God wants you to realize today that your answers are here. That your strength is here. That your commander-in-chief is here. That the way-maker is in the house. The healer of all of our diseases is here present today. And that he is our heavenly father. That he is the one who truly cares for us and loves us. And that he's very interested. All of this in the Old Testament, all that he did, was in order that he would one day be able to be with us and be right here with us and comfort us. 
For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and we shall call him Wonderful and Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. These are the attributes of a God who dwells in his people. Amen. And that's what Ezekiel, I believe, was setting up for us so that we could even see today the carefulness of setting up your faith, of going all in. Don't hold back. Don't step back and watch, but give yourself to it. See if the Lord will bless you beyond measure. Unto him who was able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or even think according to the power, the Spirit of God that worketh in us. My friend, we have this opportunity today that whatever your need is, you need to ask God to forgive you. This is the perfect place. You need to, you need to become part of the body of Christ to be buried with him in baptism. We are one step away from doing it. You want to be filled with God's Spirit? Jesus said, how can you who are evil know how to give good gifts unto your children? How much more shall your heavenly Father desire to give you the Holy Ghost? God wants you to have it. He wants you to have this presence of God, this new temple where God abodes and abides in you while you're on your job and while you're at home, while you're at Walmart and while you're with friends. And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He wants to be your friend. But everything is in its rightful place today, no matter what your need is, no matter how long you've lived for God, no matter what your level of faithfulness has been, all the rights or wrongs, all the sins, all the things you've had in your past, all those things God is ready and willing to throw them into the sea of forgetfulness, into a pit of which he never looks in again. Because he's interested in you having fellowship with him. That's what the temple was for. Not just to take care of all the sins. But it was in order to take care of those things. In order that I might freely come and know him. That I might be able to walk with him and have this confidence. This beauty for ashes. This joy in the midst of a troubled world. And the Lord is here today to do that for you. I wonder if you would stand with me and maybe if it's comfortable, close your eyes or whatever you need to do. But I wish you'd just raise up your hands and your heart to God right now and begin to talk to the Lord right where you are. I'm telling you today, folks, God is interested in you. I am convinced God has shaped this message for you. That, that something has been said today that was, it's not oratory skills, that's for sure. It's not that I'm a good preacher. That's not true. But what is true is that God has a way of preparing the bread. God has a way of breaking it and giving thanks and it being able to feed every heart and every life. Oh, can you feel the presence of God in this place? Can you just know that the Lord is here in this room Amen. It's not the church building. It's, it's your hunger. It's your desire. The prophet said, in the day that you seek for me with your whole heart, ye shall find me. That's the promise. Knock, 
and the door shall be opened unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Amen. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. We can have an incredible life in God today. But if there's anything wrong in your life, I encourage you, just leave it here. Just leave it before the Lord. Just face those issues in your life today. Sometimes it's good if we all just do that right now, maybe, just for a moment, if you don't mind. Just ask the Lord to forgive you, to cleanse you. Just ask the Lord, oh, make my heart, oh, able to be supple in your presence, able to receive the Lord. I don't want to be hardened. I don't want to be callous, Jesus, because of my past sins. I don't want to be, Lord, resentful. I don't want to be hateful. I don't want to be unforgiving. But God, I want to be that man or that woman today that is able to seek your counsel, able to hunger for you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, move upon every heart right now. Let the Holy Ghost minister right now, Lord. It doesn't matter how long we've lived for God. We need you so much today. We need your counsel. We need your forgiveness. We need your strength. We need your sustenance. We need direction for when we leave this place. We need your guidance for our jobs. We need your help for our homes. We need your strength for our health. We need, Lord, divine deliverance, oh God, from things that are holding us back, things that are habits that we have formed in disobedience. God, help us today, I pray. Lord, you prepared this house, and the law of the house today says, Lord, I could say I want it all. I want to eat. I want to consume. I want to love. I want to laugh again. I want to enjoy. I want peace. I want safety in the Lord. I don't want to have to fear what's going on in our government and of our world. I don't want to fear what's happening around us. I don't want to fear, Lord, uh, what may be coming into our United States through the borders. I don't want to fear, Lord, what COVID is doing in these new uh, parts of it. Lord, I don't want to fear these things, but I want to come to you. Perfect peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I praise you, Lord, today. And now I wonder if you would just give him thanks. Just give him thanks right now. Ah, Just get, begin to praise him right now. Hallelujah. Lord, I have so much to be thankful for. God, I've got so much, Lord. I want to turn to you. I want to give you. Lord, I want to give you my rags. That, Lord, you might give me, oh, God, your glory. Lord, I want to give you my failures that I might, Lord, be taught by you to be success. Oh, Lord, anoint every heart and every life today. Oh, we give you thanks and praise today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is totally catching Sister Bigford off guard. But I'm hoping that maybe next week 
we could begin to have music with an altar call. Would you be okay with that? I, I didn't want to catch you off today, but I, it's been on my mind. I, I want to improve and do better. Amen. I'll flag you down or whatever we need to do in the future, okay? Because we want God to be able to touch hearts and lives here. Amen. Amen. If you or your family needs a Bible study, one of us, some of us, I would be thrilled to. To come in your home, if you're like we are, we don't want anybody to come in when our house is, is not put up together. I understand that. But I want you to know today that if you, and if you don't want to meet at your home, we can meet at my home. <laughs> That puts the gun on my wife, my poor wife right now. In my man cave. Yes, I have a man cave now. Because Bill, Buck helped build it for me. If you, if you or someone needs to, to be encouraged, we need to just stop and, and meet with someone and get a cup of coffee. I mean, I mean that's what we're here for. I don't, again, you, I told you it's sensual. I don't know all the answers, but, I, but we can care. And we can have the love of God. I, I felt the love of the Lord in this room today. That's what we've been focusing on is what God wants to do because he believes in you. And, and don't let the enemy sit on your shoulder when you leave here and say, there's no way you can attain to that. You're, we, we already know all about you. We know how bad you are. You, you have to know that he's lying through his lips. He is simply the enemy of truth. But let truth become reality. When you prove these things through and you see, when we see that first person baptized in Jesus' name, I am going to rejoice. And they may be someone you know. And so just invest in them. I can't wait to see somebody get the Holy Ghost. Why? Because it's glorious. It will set every one of you on fire for God. Amen. And it certainly will set me on fire. And, and we, are, we are in such a great position today. We're nothing. But our God has his house in order. And we know, this, we know the principle, the law of the house. We just have to honor the things of God carefully in our life. And it will be conveyed to others. And they will come. Amen, because they know it's not just a religion. It's not just another church in Chelsea, but it's a place where God meets with us. Praise God. Love you all. Amen. Sure, I'm so thankful you're here today. You have made my day. And you are absolutely welcome. And we want you to be with us and anyone in your family or friends. We are delighted. And uh, we are just excited about what God is doing in this community. And we just feel like the Lord is preparing everything that, that good things are going to happen right here. Amen. Not saying we're better than anyone else. I'm just saying we have got a key in place, the law of the house. We know how important the church is in our lives. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Shake hands and be friendly. Amen. Um, Wednesday night, we got Bible study. Come in. We're going to have a great time. And, um, um, and the Lord will help you. Help us. God bless you.